Hello, hello, hello. My name is Jennifer Apple, she, her, and I am the founder and executive director of the Empowered Artist Collective and, more recently, now, the host of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. This is our first episode, and I would be lying if I didn't say I'm having all the feelings about this becoming a thing, um, and about you all listening to my voice. But my feelings completely aside, this episode, I talk to the wonderful unicorn that is Alicia Albright. We talk about how we hope to be remembered, how we can fulfill our life's purpose by finding moments in life to make it more full, how we can show up and bring our heart light to change people and rooms around us. We share exercises about finding one's life purpose phrase, sending love ahead, tapping. Y'all, there's so much in here that's just an invitation for more and hopefully will be as equally inspiring for you as it was for me sitting and talking to Alicia. So without further ado, here is our first episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. I'm Jennifer Apple, she, her, and I am here today with a wonderful guest who has been a part of the EAC family from the full jump, like full, full, full jump. Um, And I am so, so grateful that she is here. Without further ado, I'm not going to introduce you. Hi, guest. Who are you? Hello. (laughs) My name is Alicia Albright. She, her. Alicia. Y'all, you're going to get to hear this beautiful unicorn's voice this whole episode, (laughs) but truly like the most magical unicorn of all. Um, I'm so, so, so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to just like talk to you and kiki a little bit about... (laughs) Honestly, who really knows? I know in my brain, but like, who knows where this conversation will go? Um, <laughs> tell tell the listener a little bit about you as a human, as an artist, and anything else you want to share. <sighs> All the things. Well, the most important thing is I wish I was a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what I mean. Like, literally, just... <laughs> you know, because we always introduce. I've always thought about this. We introduce like our our um, mints first, mm-hmm. as if they're the most important thing about us. And there's so much more, but um, I'm a I I but I guess I'll go there because that's what tend to be, tend to do. And we no, you don't have to. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you want to like talk about yourself as a mermaid and your dreams and yeah. wishes, like honestly, like you can absolutely please do that. I would, I'm actually curious what that would be like if you introduced yourself that way. But truly, it's that all would be to like you. I wish I could live underwater because being underwater is the most peaceful place in the world for me, mm-hmm. and I love that feeling where everything slows down and it's like another world. So I think that's why, yeah, I have a connection to water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my shirt I'm wearing looks like water. Um, I think that comes from also, so my other trades are I'm, a, I'm in love with dance. Dance expresses the words that I cannot say. It is the expression of my soul. Um, so I'm a dancer, singer, actor, and creator. Um performance-based artist. I've been, I'm currently the dance captain of Wicked on Broadway. I was in Frozen on Broadway and I've done a lot of other musicals and dance company work and traveled a lot. And I, I think leading from like this need for slowing down in peace is I'm also a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher and a mindfulness teacher. And that's been a, um, a big pull in my life of it's what saved me when I first moved to New York. 
being in this city that's so crazy, being in this industry that can be so crazy, is to find things that help ground me and remember who I really am. And it's saved my life and saved me as a performer. So it's like these two sides of, of like, there's the performer side that does all those things. And then there's the side that, that craves learning a deeper knowledge of myself, of other people, and being a person who can help them or hold their hand on their journey to going deeper into who they really are. I love you. <laughs> Even just like talking to you, like hearing you speak already, I'm like breathing differently. Oh. It's just like this natural rhythm shift that happens um, <laughs> when you when you communicate, which is just so awesome. <laughs> um, I want to hear a little bit about, you talk about dance in a way that isn't just about the craft. You talk about it as a way of expression. So I want to learn more about that relationship, how that started for you and how dance, I would imagine it did begin in some capacity as some technical something or other, but then your relationship to that growing. Yeah. I think that, um, cause I've danced my whole life. I'm from California originally, and I was not the prized student. I was not like the best one at the studio. I was a little like fluffy marshmallow <laughs> oh my god and I'd always wear a sweatshirt to ballet class which made it worse <laughs> and like but I was so passionate and I would also like act out things in my living room I would pretend I was Eponine dying in Mary's arms by myself again and again sing a little fall of rain and Wait, that's so funny that you did that though when I was in high school we did a production of um Les Mis as well and I was Eponine and this is a longer story for another conversation another conversation but it was a Jewish um, like private Jewish day school and one of the things is like you couldn't touch like the opposite sex it doesn't matter this is another conversation but I was playing Eponine and I was dying and the Mary and like in, in theater like they let it happen but the Mary the the yeah the Marius who was playing it in that performance with me was like more religious I was like please touch me but he was like too religious and so he literally stood over me as I died so like I feel like I relate to this conversation deeply because I actually like all died yourself. all by myself on stage every night just like a little fall of rain staring up at him while he's just like staring down at me as I'm dying at his feet like so <laughs> we did this what if we did it at like the same time me and my room honestly like maybe we were mirroring I don't know maybe but that's... Ooh. my I brother mean... would walk in I have an older brother and he'd be like what are you doing and I was like nothing <laughs> but I would be like doing like Martha Graham contractions like uh, uh. I'm dying that this is like this is the that's the moment that you were doing on your own it wasn't like running around on the barricade you oh no were like I was no. dying. Constantly. little marshmallow dying on the ground anyways we um but I never like I don't know I was never like a competition kid I was never I did all the things I was like on the dance team and I was in the marching band and I did all this for dance I remember um it just made me feel better like there was a thing like I didn't I couldn't understand that then but now when I think back because I know now I'm, I'm a movement junkie in a way like I have to move my body every day in some mm -hmm. way shape or form and if I get really grumpy I know that part of if I haven't moved that's a part of it and when I started to realize that I was like, oh, there's that, that makes sense. And it, I didn't have the words. I didn't know how to express myself that 
that could, or I could get angry through my movement and I could release it. And it felt like therapy for me. Mm. So like, you know, and eventually in a way performing was that like, I remember in college, I would pick songs that were always like dramatic and could cry cut to also being a kid and crying and dying in my room um, to release these feelings I didn't understand. And then I got, cause I, but the other half is I would get caught up. Like, I don't look like these other dancers. I don't, mm. you know, I have all this passion, but I'm not long and skinny. And, but I know that I love this and I'm the only person who st- stuck with it from my studio. Oh, wow. No one else did it professionally, but me. And, um, and I think because I had to work so hard at it and I wasn't the typical thing, it just grew my passion for it. And then it was also through, you know, I've always worked and then didn't work. And, you know, success is such an interesting idea, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about like it, yeah. you can seem successful because you've done all these shows, but you're unhappy inside, yeah. you know, or, or you're, you're have a great life, but you're still craving for that Broadway show. So you're not letting yourself enjoy the, what you really have. There's all this, mm-hmm. you know, so I had certain successes and, but found there was internal scarring of um, stuff that had happened and said to me, whatever that I gave more importance that I needed to, but I appreciate all of it because it took me on this journey of really finding who I am. So those mm-hmm. highs and those lows. And eventually I went on this, the one that led to a lot of the work I've done with Empowered Artists Collective and that helped me actually understand what dance means to me is I went on this retreat in Bali, which and everyone, that's just awesome. And everybody should go to Bali. But I was really lost. I had been in Wicked for a long time and like seven years. And mm-hmm. I had just lost myself and I was in a bad relationship and I left it all. And my roommate would come home and I'd be drinking wine and sitting on the floor of the, <laughs> of the kitchen crying. <laughs> I mean, if there's a theme to this episode, just gonna, I'm just <laughs> gonna mirror this. Floor. Yeah. What I'm hearing back to you is the floor is your spot. And I'm there's sitting like on the a, floor right now. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> yes. Clearly, this, yeah. So theme of the episode, we are on the floor. We didn't even just... in my apartment, we didn't even have like a kitchen table. We sit on the floor with this cute table. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. None of this is surprising to me. So just actually like another layer of endearment. I'm just like, you, okay, great. I can show you. No, I believe. I totally. I believe you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blankets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believing. Yep. All of it. Carry on. <laughs> this. Um. And she would always say, "What a unique opportunity of growth." And at the time, I was like, Ugh. but now that's what I say all the time because these lows are such a gift when you flip it and learn from it in it it doesn't feel that way but after like you can only connect the dots going backwards and the growth makes sense or the or that you went on the journey to grow instead of staying stuck so this retreat came up and the most important part what it, it was it was writing exercises to get clarity on your life's purpose who you want to be in the world how you want, so it's more than just career and relationship it's everything places you want to go, things you want to create, how you want to be remembered when you're gone. Um, this sounds really intense. And it's the, the man who did his name is Rick Cowley. He's amazing. It's called the vision quest. I'll give that information. Great. He does online stuff, but um, it, there's even a section where you talk about when you're gone, like at your funeral, how people would speak of you. That's a couple days in. So it's not like the first thing you do, but it gets you really clear on how you want to be remembered. And it always makes me think of that Maya Angelou quote, you know, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. 
when you really go there, because he almost died at 21 with leukemia. So he got really clear on a lot of these things. And that's why he brings that up, that this is a temporary existence. And the more we realize that, it's just such, it brings such clarity and, and appreciation for this beautiful life that we have with all the highs and lows. Mm -hmm. And there's this one exercise that changed my life that, and brought all this work to me was, it was to find out kind of your life purpose phrase. Like, what is that thing that you can say that like hits you, that reminds you of who you are? And he kind of gets you there by one page, you put positive qualities of yourself. And when you run out, because it's hard to talk about yourself that way, you think of how someone who loves you would talk about you. Like, you know, I'm kind and funny and weird and kooky. I sit on the floor, you know. Um, uh, and then the next page is things that fulfill you and just go and go. And then you can get deeper. Like, why does dance fulfill you? And this is one part. So I was like, dance, why does dance fulfill me so much? And then I was like, it expresses my soul. It is the the outer expression of who I am inside. Mm. And then you find a way to put those words together. And there's one, he likes to keep it light. So this one guy was on the retreat with me and he would go into companies, like rev them up and leave. So his phrase was, he's dynamite at a slumber party. Oh my God, cool. So it's like, you know, but I couldn't find the words. This is also how I was like, I just don't know how to express this in words. Like, and you have days to figure it out and you keep checking in with one another in this beautiful community he creates. And then one day I finally was like, I don't know, movement expresses what I can't say in words. And he said, makes me want to cry thinking about it. Give it a movement phrase. And instantly... So I have this life purpose movement phrase and it changed my life so much. That is what created the work that I do with Empowered Arts Collective, how we set an intention through movement. It all came from that. And that um, because it's, it's a different way to connect who you are, what you want to all of who you are, your thoughts, your words, your, your movement in your whole body. And then the next day we went on this snorkeling adventure and I started doing it underwater and it's that match of how water makes me feel so peaceful. Whenever I'm really sad, I need to be in water or go be near water. And water has this light resistance when you move through it. That as a dancer, it's about how it feels, not what it looks like. And it can feel beautiful, which is something that's so different than looking beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing it underwater. And I suddenly was like, I want to create an underwater dance piece. And I knew there's this guy I'd met once who I'd filmed a commercial with. And I was like, I want to hire him to do it. I reached out to him in China. He ended up living across the street from me. And now he's my husband. I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that's how you like started your love. Yeah. Wait, (laughs) my mind, wait, now I'm like, can we bring you back to have a full episode about your love story? (laughs) Or just, I'm going to just talk to you off of this and about your love story. I didn't realize that because yeah. you have this incredible, is it an, was this from the shoot that you did or was this like an engagement photo shoot that you both did together? Cause so those we did were an under. Engagement photo. So it's been this theme of us. So, so we've done more stuff that I haven't edited. We've only released one, but we've done more. And he knows that about me. And so then in the pandemic, we, my parents live in Hawaii, so many things, which is also this connection to water. And we've filmed a lot of stuff there. And then I found our wedding venue and they had these pictures of these couples underwater. And I was like, I don't care. We're doing that. If, if we, even if we don't get married, which we didn't yeah. think that. 
but and we this photographer we did an underwater engagement photo shoot yeah I've, i saw those photos i was like this is mind-blowing i'm <laughs> this is a dream come true i was like Ugh. in the moment he wears glass contacts and he's never opened his eyes underwater <laughs> and i'm used to doing it by myself because there's a right. rhythm of holding your breath and moving through space but then also no matter what because you're not wearing goggles because you're trying to look nice for the photo shoot then when you're doing it with another person and we we didn't practice <laughs> you're like holding your breath going and trying to go belly to belly and like rise up and maybe kiss as you like float up to the surface and he can't see period <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> the behind the scenes was like oh, oh and then you get up and you're like <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> like water's coming out of your nose but it's still so awesome oh my god I'm just picturing I'm picturing like the in-betweens rather than the full photo shoot of just like the two of you slamming bodies but yes. like in water and then like your eyes like you have your hair in your face yep. and somebody's caught I mean just the whole my legs would get stuck in my skirt my dress is yep. rigged but they had it was a mother-daughter team and the daughter was also a scuba diver and a surfer and and the mother had a surfboard that she would just sit on and have stuff. So like if you needed a break, you could go hang off the surfboard. Unreal. Yeah, they, they've been through it enough to know that people were struggling. Yeah. But they said people would come and wear their real wedding dresses. Not smart. And oh couldn't God. swim. Because it was too heavy? No, they just... They just were like, oh, that sounds cool. But they're like not swimmers. Oh, you mean like technically, like literally had never been in water to, to yeah. float. Un, un, got it. And so mm -hmm. they were like, can you swim? And we were like, oh, you don't even know. <laughs> and it was wow. sweet because she was like, I've never photographed people like you guys underwater. It's very sweet. Oh, she was probably like, can you come back all the time? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, truly. This is my dream every yes. single day of my life. And like someday, I'm going to claim it right now. I'm like, so many people will pay me to do this instead of me paying other people. Yes. You know, I would Yo, love this is a thing. Not that I'm trying to tell you how to live your life, but like you can, you can absolutely reach, <laughs> you can absolutely reach out to different photographers and show them your body of work and they will want to hire you for that. Okay. It's a real thing. Done. We can talk more about that offline. <laughs> um, I haven't done that for like underwater specifically, though I do have a photo, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, she did this um, called like She Rose, like um, heroes, but She Rose. Yeah. And she like photographed all these different women um, who uh, um, my friend Audra Miller, she's on San Francisco, brilliant photographer. Anyway, she did this photography series about that and I like my superhero story was it's so I feel like the more we talk the more I realize there's so many more connections I'm not a water person because of this story that happened where I almost drowned and and so we did this photo shoot where I had like my picture and then she photoshopped as though I was underwater so I have this photo of me like I was underwater because it has to do with my drowning story Wow! but I didn't actually do it in water so I feel like I cheated the system <laughs> even though I have like this cool photo that's not at all as cool as your photo um but I know for a fact that there are photographers out there who would absolutely want to do that with you so anyway um this is I I'm still in awe about this love story aspect of things mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to go back to this exercise um, mm -hmm. that you did in Bali because I feel like for those listening, it would perhaps be something to maybe investigate on their own. It's just like, you know, whether it is through a movement phrase or just a way, and you know, I think some people talk about it as like their why. I get yeah. bogged down by that because it feels so actually limiting in some way when you've, when you've 
created this little like box for yourself. And it's like all of a sudden, if you don't fit in that, then who are you rather than like this, if you create something like that, then hopefully it opens up possibility for expansion. Like I think there's two different ways to look at a quote unquote why statement, right? Yeah, I but- couldn't agree more because I think that's why also in a way I couldn't put the words. Yeah. Maybe you just helped me get clear on that. Cause yes, it's words are sticky and limiting in general. Oh Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. and so I think that's why for me having this movement phrase and and I have I've gone to on the retreat numerous times in Bali and I've done it on virtually as well because it just really changed my life. So the movement phrase has even grown over right. time. So I've allowed myself and I think it's also us allowing ourselves to know everything. Like all I know for sure is I don't know anything and I'm willing Correct. to learn. And the other thing I know is everything changes. Mm-hmm. So even when we give ourselves a phrase, that's the phrase for right now. Mm-hmm. And allowing yourself the freedom and the knowing that that will grow and change and that that's a good thing. Correct. Because society can tell us that this is in a box, but it's also that we put ourselves in the box. Correct. And so society can whatever. It's how ultimately us claiming that for ourselves with with doing the work of the self-study of ourselves to, you know what I mean? It takes a lot of courage to, to do that work. But yeah, it's this interesting dichotomy of like, well, I really want to get clear about who it is that I am or what it is that I believe in. And therefore the work that I do and the rooms that I put myself in and all of those things. So really wanting to quote unquote, like get specific about what that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, for those people, like, we're, we're both such hand users. We're like making little circles with our hands and this is a podcast and people are like, there's no, anyway, you can find this on YouTube if you want to see our hand motions. Um, but like, you know, so you get yourself into this small little cute tied up whatever so that perhaps you can then make these informed decisions for yourself. But I I think so often I've found with artists that I've worked with that they've then bound themselves to that in a way that actually, yeah, it doesn't allow them the flexibility to accept that life has, there's, you can never plan ever. Like the only knowns that we have is that you live and you die. Like everything else in between that is totally, who knows, right? 100% tomorrow, if 10 minutes from now. Exactly. What we're going to talk about next. (laughs) Literally, I have no idea either. We're just going on the flow. But like I, you know, and so if you've boxed yourself in that way and then all of a sudden something beautiful comes along and you're like, well, this doesn't fit into what I've created and Mm -hmm. and told myself that I am, then you've perhaps turned away an opportunity that will only allow you to grow and expand. And yeah, I think about that often. I think it's also what helped me with this exercise. And again, I'll plug Rick Cowley, the vision quest. And, I, and I've talked to him because his work meant so much to me that I I do use it and always credit him and, and some of the work that I do and teach now is, like, I'll explain mine too. What helped me is it's my life purpose phrase, but in a deeper way of how do I want to be of service in the world? Mm-hmm. That's that deeper thing of, like, how do I want to be remembered? What's the... What I, and and how can I fulfill that? So it's it's not as specific as like, and I know if things, it does come up for me, if things don't, if I don't serve that, if I can't be that, then it's up to me to realize that and not take that or, or whatever. But I feel like it's, so mine, I gave it phrases like dancing soul igniter was one time around, like that I wanted to live a life and, and that I felt so inspired that my spirit flies and that I want other people to do that too. So it's a very open phrase that's like, and that, and so for me, again, it doesn't encompass it. I'm moving my camera away. Just can see my body a little bit. I know this is a podcast, but I'll explain. <laughs> what I'm doing. 
<laughs> so mine is my arms go up like wings and it and it's kind of the whole thing would be like I want to use my whole body and then I come down and I make a little heart around my heart like in my sacred heart and I want to offer it up to something bigger than myself so my arms go up to the sky so whatever that is something more knowledgeable than me that's more vast and then my hands come down and they go over like my the top of my head and my third eye and my, so that I take all those lessons that I learned in my life and I bring them into my whole body. It goes past my face, down to my heart. That makes me want to cry thinking about it. And then I offer it and my brings, hands come forward. So I offer it to the world without attachment of what that looks like. And then I receive my hands come back and they come back towards my heart and then I open them up like wings. And then I surrender to what is meant to be from that. So it's this like taking all of who I am and just offering that to the world and then just receiving what comes back and letting go. Mm. So it's very open. And later I added, you know, like I am light and joy and connection and love just by being me. I don't have to try. So it's almost like mantras I'm telling myself and that I can, and that, and another one came with me teaching is that I, my arms come in a big circle like I'm hugging someone that I want to create a space that's safe for people to grow and know that anything is possible. So it's like I do these things to remind myself before I teach. And I'll have long bouts. And now, actually, it's so deep for me when I'm really going through it. My husband will say, what's your life purpose phrase? Hmm. And in that moment, most of the time, I'm like, I don't want to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you bring that on me? Yeah. But it's like the sweetest because it does remind me. And, oh, gosh, this kills me the most. So, wait, before I say that story, there's the story. Don't let me forget the story about my wedding. But I, so for me, it's um, a feeling. And I know that right right now I'm fulfilling my life's purpose talking to you. Don't you're going to make me cry. It's too early. (laughs) I just made myself cry. (laughs) But it is. So it's like. So then it's like, it doesn't have to be in a Broadway show that I fulfill my life's purpose. That happens too. But some days it doesn't feel like it is, to be mm-hmm. honest. You yeah. know, but then the other night I was on and I left and I was like, oh, nothing's better than getting to dance on stage in New York. Mm-hmm. And it was so special. And, and you know, and that's a whole another significant moment that happened the other day. Bookmark. Um, but I can fulfill it when I teach. Mm-hmm. I can fulfill it when I'm there for my father who has Parkinson's and dementia and I'm a caretaker for. I can fulfill my life's purpose, you know, when I'm kind to someone on the street and hold the door open. So there's different ways. Then my life becomes more full. Mm-hmm. And it's not just this thing that I have to achieve. It's a being. Yeah. And then that being is what I take into the room with me and I change the temperature of the room, mm-hmm. whether people notice it or not. And everybody ha- does that. Yeah. And everybody has that, that, that light that's within all of us. That's like the sun, the sun never goes away. It's either on the other side of the world or it's behind the clouds, but it's never gone. Who we really are never goes away ever. And it makes, and it matters. Every, we matter. And yeah. um, we just forget. And in a lot of the wisdom traditions, they call it a remembrance practice. So you're, letting go of the clouds or the pain and the scarring. Like in that retreat in Bali, I felt like these scars were lightly lifting 
Mm. And then all I wanted to do was dance. And it's like, I danced around and they're like, there she goes again. And I felt like I let the rain, but my hands are like, imagine my hands holding two reins. And I felt in this meditation this one day, I saw my hands open up and I let go of the reins of what my life needed to look like. I just wanted to dance. It didn't matter where it was. Mm. And what unfolded is then I got another Broadway show, but it didn't matter because, and also to get that show, I, every time I, before I went to my, I had 12 callbacks, I did the work. I did like the work work of like, I worked on my sides. I sang my songs. I was ready to go. I knew I could hit all the notes. And then I did my mind and body spirit work. I would do a meditation where I sent love ahead to everyone I was going to see, but to myself first to know I'm enough. And then I would get into the room. I would think of my life purpose phrase. And then I, we do this thing for Empowered Artists Collective where we tap our heart lights because we talk about that light I just said that never goes away. And I tap it that like I take my two peace fingers and I tap the center of my chest to remind myself that's the most special part about me, about anyone. And if people will see that, they'll see that. But if they won't, I'm not going to work for them anyways. Mm -hmm. So I tap, so I do the work. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to dance. I'm ready to to live. But then I tap my heart light and remember that's the most important thing. And it changed everything for me. So like this, this work in this retreat ended up trickling and changing like so much of how I show up in a room because then I was just happy to be there mm-hmm. and I, I would send love to the director and the choreographer so then I see them as these they're just humans yeah I don't need to be intimidated by them I want to share and create art with them right and we should, we we did this I mean just to like double back before we keep moving forward with the like your uh, light heart tapping and sending love forward this is something that we we do at EAC in our various um cohorts and incubators that we've had thus far. Can you just talk a little bit about what it means to send love forward to those who don't actually know what that concept is, or also just even more about the light heart um, little tap and like the energy around that and the way in which it impacts those around you and yourself? Yeah. So in that similar way that I was talking about, um, the sun never goes away. You know, the light that is our spirit that goes beyond our form our accomplishments, you know, this being who who we are inside this temporary vessel of this body that we're in. I think of it as this light. And it is that it's you feel it. And I think of it on in a performance way, once you you can't take your eyes off someone and you don't know why, it's that magic thing that it's coming from their heart and their soul and their passion. And you can see it when people are playing an instrument or cooking or something that they're just fully present with. So it's that idea. So I, I, it started, but I used to teach children's yoga and to get them to sit tall, we would tap our heart light to sit tall. We'd say what color it was. And from that teaching, I would take it to myself. I did this dance piece where I just felt like my, I just put everything out there and people would say, I saw your soul when you danced. And I was like, that's how I feel. It, you, it worked like you can. <laughs> and so it started to grow this idea. So I was like, just remember that. That's that's the thing. I didn't need her to say, wow, you kicked your face and your technique was amazing. She told mm-hmm. me she saw my soul. I was like, I'm done. I could die. I'm glad I didn't. But um, but so we talk about that to remind ourselves that that's the most important thing. So there's a meditation you can do. There's many different types and many different traditions. A really simple one. As I started, I did this yesterday when I taught, you, you think of 
someone who cares for you unconditionally or believes in you more than you believe in yourself. Family member, a friend, a pet, like the way a pet just looks at you. And that feeling that kind of, I feel a warmth in my chest. If you don't, everyone can have a different way this arises. But you start to just think of that, like, like just start to breathe and connect to your breath and think of that feeling that it gives you. And then I think of it that I start to bring, think of that as a light in my chest. And then I think of what if I could think that for myself? So I think of those thoughts of almost like a well-wishing for a love, like a deep love, not like a, it's a deeper thing of love and well-wishing for myself. And then, so when that starts, because it's very important you start with you. And then I start to think of the people I'm going to see that day, like you. (laughs) I would think of sending love to Jennifer before I see her Um, after this. So if it was an audition, I would think, okay, so I'm going to this audition today. I would think of if I know what they look like, if not the director, the choreographer, the casting director. I just think to send them well wishes to have a good day you know, to, to feel loved and accepted. And then I think of all the people that will be in the room with me, auditioning alongside me if it's a dance call, waiting in the hallway if it's a singing callback. I think of the people on the elevator that I might see, the people on the subway, people in the Starbucks, if I go to Starbucks on the way. So it kind of gets, it starts specific and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger to anyone I might see, friends I might see later, my mom if I call her, you know, and then it kind of goes back down through all those people. Like if a if it was like the ocean opening up of light, it comes smaller, 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 and ends back with me. And that's the path of. And then I just connect to my breath, and then I allow myself to slowly reconnect to my body. Because for me, what that did is I show up differently in the room. Nobody needs to know I sent them love. They probably think I was weird, and um, but they're they're humans. And I'm just so happy to be there and I get to do what I love. I get to dance today. And I'm just, suddenly I'm not caught up in my head and my stinking thinking, thinking I'm not good enough, which is my tendency. All this came from, I used to go into the audition room and think I wasn't going to get the job Yeah. before I even started because I had such bad feelings of myself, of not feeling good enough. I'm going to be too short and fat and they're not going to like me and whatever. And And so I've flipped my energy that now I'm just, I don't know, I showed up and I'd see someone that I knew was going to be there. And I was like, hi, (laughs) I, you know, it just shifts me. And suddenly I'm in my heart space in possibility that anything is possible. And then the goal is to just leave and feel like, because there's so much, there's only so much you can control. And even any day you're going to trip or fall or whatever. But I know that I used to have auditions where I technically did great, but I felt like, this wall up against my heart that I just couldn't, I hate even saying this, but shine in a deeper way. Like I couldn't let this feeling out because I was too insecure. And that helps me not be insecure. It helps me just be present. And they're all humans. You're just a casting director. You're just a director. You woke up and went to the bathroom and maybe had a coffee too. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so it just, I don't know. It just normalizes it and humanizes it and helps me show up in a different way and it really makes an impact for me i mean it might not work for everyone but i know that for me it's things that have had a profound impact on me i want to share yeah that i mean truly like that thought process and the way that you do this in your life literally starts off all of the work that we do here mm-hmm. at eac i mean 
I didn't know. And I, I mean, I always think about it more as a logical person of like, you know, this is an opportunity for me to perform. We talk about, I want to perform, I want to perform, I want to perform. This audition is two minutes of me getting to perform and storytell and share my heart, you know, from like a very logical place, but working with you in this way. Yeah. There's a bit more of an energetic shift that I think is so profound that we have control over, not in a, like, I want to hold tightly to the control, but you know, we crave any form of stability or control in some capacity in what we do. And this is a way that you are able to dictate that for yourself. You can decide one can decide how one shows up in a room, you know? And, and if that isn't, I'd say I'll speak on behalf of myself. My MO isn't perhaps to lead with like beautiful rainbows and sunshine, like your mermaid self. Perhaps that isn't my natural disposition. Um, but, you know, there is something about learning the way in which you naturally can bring your own light. Yes. And I think that journey is so crucial to to be curious about for yourself. And you've given me that gift of thinking about it differently about like, well, my light might will probably be a very different textured light than yours. Like you might have a certain cute type of like chandelier and mine might be like a really cool retro, like table desk light. I haven't thought this Living one through, but through like, that. but do you know what I'm saying? Like, That's I feel so like, true. and but everyone's changes on every mm -hmm. day. And people often have a perception of me that this is, it is my, frequency but also it's a choice like you said yeah. it's a very powerful choice I'm very dark and twisty too yeah. like we all have such things and and but it's so powerful what you said that it is the choice of how we enter a room because people will often tell me you're always happy and I'm like actually I'm not right by any means and I tend to I tend to hunker and hide under my covers and cry <laughs> or cry and drink yeah. wine on the floor you know listen but back on that floor and fetal position and yes, pretend you're happening you get it you know but it's but like you said it's it's truly powerful because it is and there's another teaching that says in meditation and, and this comes from the buddhist lineage it says um not too tight not too loose that's that medium path of like even how you sit in meditation um how you live so you just even said not holding on too tight and it's that that's that thing of like not too tight not too loose either because if we're if we're too loose with stuff it just doesn't seem to matter you know what i mean mm -hmm. and if we hang on too tight we suffer because it doesn't go the way we wanted it to go mm -hmm. um or many things of that but i think it's so great because i think piggybacking what you just said of like yeah because i used to do the same thing clinically i would think like this is my chance to perform i have that you know but it is we perform because we love it in right. a deep way there's a reason deeper than just like i love it you know it's it's a deep profound love of why we do it and so it's just yeah taking that second to honor all of that mm -hmm. the technicality of it is just as beautiful as and valid as the energetic opportunity to deeply share something you love and also you are bringing more of who you are right like we're forgetting the key part of this which is all like every person and their mother is going to be coming in with the same material they asked for it so they're going to be seeing the same material over and over and over again and what a lost opportunity for you <laughs> and for them behind the table to see you and who you are and the energy with which you bring yourself right i think yeah. that is that is the work that we do everybody will do the work 
beautifully, assuming everybody is an artist, which we are assuming, everybody's going to do it beautifully. But every single person, if they show up, will do it differently. And that is also why we do what we do. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to see 80,000 different versions of the same thing, right? And what is and yours? space for everyone. Like, exactly. And I think that's, and especially like our, our, some days we'll forget the line. Some days we'll be sick and have phlegm. Um, and maybe won't sing as perfectly as we could, you know, or do. And someone in front of us might have sang the same song and we've got in, intimidated because they've squelted and we we're like, oh, geez, there's all these things. But that space inside that emanates when you, you know, when you see a friend even talk about a person they love or a thing they love, their eyes sparkle, you know, like when you see it just in a conversation when someone is lit up. When we allow that out, every single person is so different and beautiful and there's space for everyone. Like how snowflakes are, each one is different and each person is so beautifully different. And I remember I used to hear that when I was younger, like, you know, bring you into the audition. And I was like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And then I would, I would brought me in a weird way. And I used to do like otter hands cause I was nervous and, <laughs> and I was like, just be normal. I used to chant, just be normal. Cause I was so mm -hmm. nervous and weird, but I think it's, I think then we try too hard in a way mm -hmm. to be ourselves. And instead it, it is, it's like that cracking open of, of sharing what you love in mm -hmm. a deep way. Like, and it's, and it's hard, it's elusive and it's, yeah. um, but it comes from, it makes me in this moment think of being grounded as you go in, mm -hmm. you know, because then it's easier to go in to, to then storytell. Yeah. And also just investing in the work of you as a human, right? Like doing that work, that literal heart or hard work of who, and not in like the, like, we need to figure it out. Like, who are you? But like really sitting down with yourself and or a therapist and or whoever yeah. and a journal or whatever works for you. And just really being curious about what I love the exercise that you gave in the beginning is just such a wonderful example of this type of work, but just like, what do you love? Who do you love? How do you love? How do you exist in the world? What are the things that you enjoy? The ways in which you uh, feel most grounded? What are the things that fill you with joy? Like all of those things are what makes you, you and bringing that into the room is actually a version of doing the work. You know, I think we forget so often that yeah. just because you've learned your songs and belted your face and done your sides and kicked, kicked your, your face, whatever. Yeah. Kicked your face. I don't know. All of the face, but like <laughs> beat your face, you know, like metaphorically beat your face with all of the, all the face, um, give some face. Um, just because you've done all of that, that's, that actually really is half of the work. Again, yeah. it really is about you. And it's like, if you, as a person, and if you aren't giving yourself time and space to really investigate who you feel that day in that moment, truly, because we're multifaceted, but like really in that moment, how you are showing up in that room, yes, you know, or that like right before that audition, then, then you are actually being dishonest. Yeah. Well, it gives <laughs> you know? me clarity. You saying that, I, oh my God, I just had two epiphanies when hearing you speak. I love talking to you. Um, I do too. Is, uh, is there's a teaching that is um, also like how, whatever that you just said this, it's just that day we're, we're storytellers in that moment too. Like that moment, that not moment. even just that day. Yeah. Like for, for like, say if it's a meditation practice, you could 
you know, one day it's really great. And the next day you're like, I hate this. I want to eat a sandwich. I don't want to sit here, you know, or it, that can come up in anything. If you're um, singing one day, your voice can just like fly out of you. The next day you have phlegm. Or if you're a dancer, you could like one day you hit all your turns. The next day you can't turn. And we tell ourselves a story like I can't dance, you know, instead of it's that non-attachment of that just was today. That was just that moment. And then we let it go. Because then we can also, if we had a really great audition, we hold on so tight to wanting to recreate it. Mm-hmm. And then we feel bad if we didn't recreate it perfectly instead of that was that moment. And this is this moment. And this is this is moment. And that's just some days are uncomfortable. Some days are great, you know, and it's all shifting and changing all the time. Yeah. And there was another thought I had that, oh, that's it's take it's gone. It was the meaning of life. No. Um, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. You heard it here. Uh, we you almost we could have told you, but it's gone. <laughs> yeah, tune back in later. We'll maybe come back and figure it out what it is. But it's something about, you know, um, oh, darn, I forgot. It was about auditioning. But anyways, I'm sure it'll come up again at some, when we're talking. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about how I could talk to you about all this forever. And it just like reaffirms all the things that I think I feel alone in my own head and heart. And then I'm like, no, no, no. That's why I, I talk to people and love people like you. And, you know, it's just, I think that's something that it's a huge reason why, you know, EAC start, why we started EAC to begin with, you know, which is this idea that it really did. It came, I was coaching a, a student of mine and they were singing their face off and we were working on their monologues as well. And they had a whole audition packet, yada, yada, yada. And um, technically it was amazing. And yet when we stopped and talked as people, they were like, and it was a heightened pandemic. It was like the summer of the pandemic. And they were, they were struggling as a human. They're like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what makes me happy anymore. And I've lost my joy and all of those things. And I'm sitting there like, okay, first of all, like I relate, but also like, why are we not lifting up these artists? Why are artists not lifting each other up? Why are we not supporting one another in this capacity and allowing people to feel so isolated and not being able to like come back to who they are? Why don't they even know? Why, why don't they have the tools to even begin to know, right? And I so, mean, I mean, this you is- see, My arms are just flailing. I, I agree with everything. <laughs> but that's exactly why EAC started, which was yeah. like, we're not myself included. Like I didn't have, I, I'm still in it trying to figure it out. I don't have all the answers. Right. But I, you know, why are we not putting ourselves in these spaces with other artists like you who, who are curious and on the journey of really bringing themselves and finding ways in which they can embrace who they are as people so that then the work just becomes more full and informed and honest. I remembered. And, and exactly. It's like, when you do the work, when you take the time and you have a community or you, and there's so many communities out there, mm-hmm. that, but when you do the work, the most important journey, I think, is your growth as a human being. Yep. Because that Amen. informs everything you do. And when you do the work and, and you develop the inner knowing of who you are mm-hmm. and on, on a day-to-day basis that shifts and change, because feelings will always shift and change, yep. then... Then it, when the thing is, when we show up, we don't have to try. Right. We just are. And we right. accept where we are in that moment. And it, and it really ripples out. And we, you have a larger impact on others than you think you do. Mm-hmm. And you're remembered in a way so much deeper. There's times in my life when I didn't think I was my best self, but I know that 
I've always done this work and chose, you know, and at the time I would tell people I was dance captain. So I was in a leadership position. I was like, man, I was going through it. And they're also, they were like, I would have never known, which is also a whole other thing that I had, a, did have a mask on of sorts, but there was still a part of me that emanated even when I wasn't trying, we don't have to try, yeah. but it's, it takes the, um, one of my teachers calls it the exquisite dedication to the self. And I think it's so beautiful because it is, it's dedication to you and it's not selfish. It's not any of that. It's so deep to, and the hardest journey to truly love yourself. Mm. Cause most of us have hangups about that. I know that there's times that I hate myself Yeah, and I still will go through that of this, this inner thing of this painful, I'm not good enough. I'm a piece of shit you know, mm -hmm. and which is why I dug into this work. And the beauty is there's so much, there's so many tools and ways that can help you on your journey. Um, like we said, there's therapists, there's friends, and there's journaling can give you such clarity. Um, mindfulness can encompass so many things from a conversation to meditation or yoga, to going on a walk and looking at a tree, to having a really great cup of coffee and just being present in that moment so that things just slow down. There is also emotional freedom technique, which is for me during the pandemic, I found it's called tapping, but not like 42nd street. Um, <laughs> and you tap different areas of your body and your face. And there's an app called the tapping solution. And it combines Eastern and Western um, methodologies that the, the points you're tapping your acupressure points that um, give your brain a message to calm down. So you're going through and they guide you through these spots, inner eye, temples, under your nose, under your mouth, collarbones, side of your ribs. And as you're tapping those points, Western psychology comes in and you start with allowing yourself to feel how you feel. I am so, I'm going to drop the F-bomb. Caution. Like, I'm so fucking pissed off right now at booba head, beep up, you know, whatever. Like, genuinely, like, I am raging. Or at the world, because the world is unfair. And, you know, whatever that is. And you allow yourself to say it. And But you're telling your body to calm down as you're doing it with these points. Mm -hmm. And then you say, amidst it all, no matter how I'm feeling, it's okay. I can choose mm -hmm. to take a deep breath. can choose to relax my body and it's okay it's okay to be angry it's okay to be jealous it's okay to be anxious sad you know it's also okay to feel joy you know and what this app has taught me is to then you move through it to come to a place where you're like and I'm willing to look at things differently or and mm -hmm. and I deeply love and accept myself no matter how I feel no matter what emotion I'm having it's okay I'm mm -hmm. okay and so it's helped me. I used to want, because I'm this sunshiny person, I used to want to push away my rage and my anger. And it came up in the pandemic in a way I had never really dealt with because I couldn't push it away anymore. And it's really been this beautiful journey of accepting the shadow side, I, some people can call it, that it's all me and it's mm -hmm. all equally valid. And that helps me as a human to create this relationship because, and it also when we give to ourselves, when we accept ourselves, we accept others. Yeah. And then we can see it in others and be there for them and even grow compassion for people that we don't agree with 
because there's so much pain in everyone that they're dealing with, you know, and that they just don't have that so many people don't have any tools or anyone to talk to. So they get stuck in stories that aren't true that they think are true, even to the smallest degree, because I'm thinking of like world stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've been in shows once I had a lot of these epiphanies about knowing what I had to offer being more. I know now I didn't know I used to have swung most of my career and I used to think I wasn't good enough to be on stage every day. And that's why I was a swing. Like that was the story I told myself. Mm-hmm. So successful, but feeling like shit. And instead of, no, I have to do what everyone does. Right. And that takes it the most talent, you know, oh, yeah. and dedication. And, but now I know I matter. My light makes a difference even when I'm not on stage because it matters in the building. Mm-hmm. Everyone matters. The hair, the porters, the front of house staff, the, you know, merchandise people. We're all just as important as Alphaba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it all coexists to make this art happen. And everybody makes a difference by being there. And I would see when I was doing Frozen, you know, people in the original sections of it, people being moved to the back of a formation or whatever, and then they'd go cry because, or they would be, think they weren't being seen. So then they, to be honest, would mess around. Right. And, and I, and I would get so frustrated. And then I remembered they forgot that they still matter. They matter no matter where you stand, mm-hmm. no matter if you're the lead or not, no matter if you get the job or not, you you make, your light makes a difference and you, your artistry and sharing what you love makes a difference. And it truly makes the world a better place when you allow yourself to share it from your heart because people feel that it changes the energy and it shifts them in a way that they can't articulate in words. But it's that energetic shift when you do anything, you know, that if you bring that element to an audition, to working at Starbucks, to taking care of, to teaching, to caring for other people's children or to whatever the energy shifts in a room and it and it it's those little things that happen that heal this sounds like a vast statement but like the pain that's in the world i mean i don't think it's a vast statement i think we need people like you with that kind of (laughs) beautiful thought so that the world doesn't implode (laughs) you know i i think i've i honestly have so many like we bookmarked so many things on this. So I'm going to, we're get, both going to go back and be like, oh boy. <laughs> we should we have like part two. There's, there's going to be like probably a part two, honestly, at this point, because I have so many other unfinished business here. <laughs> um, but, but I, I just think that last, that last beautiful sharing that you just gave is, is everything and that we have the choice to show up. We have the choice to show up fully. We have the choice to full show up with our light. And we also have the choice to recognize that no matter where we are, we matter. You also have the choice to tap out. Like there can be days when you just need to not share your light and stay home and have a glass of wine and a cookie, you know, but that, and that that fits in yeah. that thing too. It's a choice. It's all a choice. So then it's powerful to downregulate to take self-care and maybe take a beat and do something for you so that you can then show up and make that choice more fully. So it's that, that balance too, of like, it's a choice how we show up in the world. It's a choice acknowledging other people. It's a choice also acknowledging us and where we're at and that 
wherever we are is okay, mm-hmm. including taking a beat yep. for self-care and maybe not engaging with the world for a moment so that mm-hmm. we can, you know, the more we give to ourselves and acknowledge and um, accept all of who we are in any given moment on any given day, the more we give that same gift to others. And on that note, y'all, listeners, um, Alicia is in your circle of support. That is what we do here at EAC. We try to expand the possibility of what it means to build community and um, expose you to other gorgeous, incredible human beings who believe in that same philosophy. And Alicia has truly been with that philosophy from day one with EAC. I'm so grateful that you have given your beauty and wisdom and joy and um, philosophies and all of the things in this little short period of time. And truly, I have so many other things I actually want to talk to you about. So hopefully you will come back and continue delving into, we talked about like success that we left on a cliffhanger. We talked about mindfulness that we left on a cliffhanger. We talked about like so many, you're, you had like a wedding story that we left in a cliffhanger. There were so many little cliffhangers that I've like mentally marked in my brain um, that I, I want to bring you back. And I imagine um, we'll have more to discuss then too. But for today, I just want to thank you so, so, so much for everything that you have shared and um, just more specifically, just being who you are and, oh. and trusting in me and this program and everything with your heart and your gifts. So thank you. Well, my, the honor is mine. Um, and- finding like-minded people is the biggest gift. And for this community to know, I yeah. found them and, was, and reached out on Instagram was like, I like what you're doing. I do that too. I want to meet you guys and work with you. And then, and that's how we came together. But, but then someone had already sent your information to me and you guys already knew my name. So it was just, it was destined to, for us to work together. Cause I I know it was Kismet. It was totally Kismet, but like, truly you did. You, yeah. You slid into our DMS though. I mean, like you truly, it was was meant to be. But I wish that I had, I wish that I had this when I was, you know, when I was starting out, I think it's, I think it's the most important work to be done is to just communicate and have a safe space to communicate and learn and grow. And, and you offer that so beautifully. So thank you for everything you're doing because you make the world a better place, my friend. Thank you. Oh, this is a love fest. I love you so very much. Um, tell the listeners where they could find you and respectfully or kindly uh, reach out to you if they want to work with you or any of that. What is best for you within your boundaries? I The easiest is probably um, Instagram. Um, it's just Alicia Albright. I um, do have a website called feedyoursoulproject.com. It is not updated. Um so it's probably bad. I need to do that. <laughs> and I also have a Feed Your Soul Project Instagram. But the easiest one is to send me a message on the Alicia Albright one. And it will have updates if when things shift, if I teach, if I, all the things. It'll have that there. Beautiful. Thank you so very much. Thank you. 
I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I enjoyed recording that episode with Alicia. This is just the beginning of what it means to expand our community here at Empowered Artists Collective and invite these artists into your circle of support, Alicia being the first of them. So with that said, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate us, like us, follow us, turn on your bell notifications to find out when the next episode will be dropping, which will be weekly. And also, as always, invite your friends so you can listen and discuss these episodes together. If you hated it, don't even bother (laughs) with any of it. Just let it slide. If it's not for you, it's not for you. And in case you haven't done so already, you can find us on Instagram at Empowered Artists Collective, on TikTok, and our website at EmpoweredArtistsCollective.com. With that said, welcome to the Empowered Artists Collective podcast. I'm Jennifer Apple, and I so look forward to having you back next week. Until then.